Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking About Birds, the only Cardinal podcast with communication skills somehow worse than the Cardinal front office. My <laughs> name is Nate, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Samorka. Uh, that joke only made better by the fact that I stomped on your intro like three times before you just recorded that. So. <laughs> yeah, we we had to do a couple takes at that. Um, well, this week we are talking about the Cardinal pitching staff. It's ups and it's downs. Uh, we're talking about the current arbitration hearings and how we think the Cardinals should handle some of their younger players. We're going to talk about notes from spring training, what our early observations are, and we're going to touch on some of the... Uh, movement that is going on around the league. If you have an idea for the opening joke, Reach out at TalkAboutBirds on Twitter or email us at TalkAboutBirds at gmail.com. Ben, before we get into our topics, I have something uh, really pressing to talk Mm. to you about. Okay. So some some background here as I pull something up. So last summer, uh, me, my wife, and our two daughters drove to Denver over the 4th of July. Uh, to hang out with Ben and Mary and go to a couple Cardinal games. It was a, a great time. Wonderful All this time is had true by. So far. Yeah. Yeah. All of this is true. It was a wonderful time. Uh, and we drove. I want to reiterate that. So I got something in the mail here just the other day. Let me grab it real quick. I thought it was at my desk, but it's next to me. Just a second. All right, I'm holding this up to the the camera. Ben, can you see what this is? Definitely a QR code. Uh, It's upside down, (laughs) so I can't read it. Uh, Looks like a parking notice. Parking notice. Uh, Yeah, you're moving around too much. I can't read it. I have received an $80 parking ticket in the mail from our parking at, uh, at the Rockies game. If I remember correctly... And I'm pretty sure I do. We used my car, but you drove, you parked, and you paid at the little parking yeah. thing. We parked Sabotage. in a lot, didn't what, we? What have you done to me? <laughs> we parked in a lot, didn't we? Yeah. It was like, like one of those. Like a paid pay lot up. for the game. Yeah. Um, with the like uh, console, you know, that you go and you, you pay. Yeah. I call bullshit. I think we need, <laughs> you know, we need to take this to the courts. I I mean, one of two options, either I'm taking this to the courts or I'm taking it to the streets. I'm protesting this shit or I'm just never going back to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I propose we burn down. I know the parking lot because I park in the same parking lot. Every Rockies game I go to, I say we burn down the parking lot. Well, there's really only a vestibule, so. but let's burn down yeah. the vestibule. Burn down Violence the vestibule. is the answer. Um, that's eight insane. Eight months later, eight months yeah. later, I get a parking ticket in the mail. Well, so where, wh- what's that photo from? That makes no sense. Who's there was a photo of know. your car. On, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So I've done zero research on this. Um, I just wanted to yell at you on a podcast about it first. <laughs> Is it possible that they saw you and they thought, Hmm, this should be illegal. 
you know, when I look at the fine print here, it just <laughs> says, uh, yeah, this guy should be illegal. Damn. Not, not welcome in Denver. Not this guy. Yeah. Not welcome in Denver anymore. Huh. We, th- we think $80 is enough to uh, dissuade <laughs> him from ever, ever showing up in Denver again. Well, then I, so, uh, I congratulate the city of Denver. Good call. I am back on board. I hold you directly responsible for this ticket. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, that was quite the shock. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Anyway. All right. So I'm just never coming to Denver again. I think that's what we've landed on here. Um, that's fine. The Cardinals Rocky series is a week is a weekday series this year, which I'm not happy about, but that's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks I don't know a lot, if we're man. Gonna... Yeah. That's def- that one's on him. Um, I don't know if we're going to make it this summer um, to the games. I've been able to go out to Denver um, like three of the last four years. Obviously didn't do it in 2020, um, but went to all or most of the Cardinal Rockies games uh, for several several of the recent years, and it's a ton of fun. Um, I think we all have a lot of travel this year, so I'm not sure if we're going to be able to make it this year, but I definitely still want to. Well, I think it'd be a real home run if you could, Nate. Uh, <laughs> I did just buy my opening day tickets. Uh, I get to go see the Rockies and the Dodgers and uh, Mookie and Freddie Freeman and Turner and, well, both Turners, I guess. Uh, or wait, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't even think of, like, list off that team, the the, the players <laughs> I'm excited to see because the whole freaking team is an all-star roster. Will Smith, he's going to be an all-star. Mm-hmm. He'll be the best catcher in the league this year. Um, who else? Kershaw. Kershaw. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We got a hard, hot start. Let's just get, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Well, speaking of pitching, let's, uh, let's talk about the Cardinals. So, uh, this spring we are getting a chance to see some pitchers for the Cardinals that we haven't had a chance to see for quite a while, either because of injury or that they're just new to the team. Um, you know, I think first and most importantly, or at least the one that I think most of us are are excited about is Dakota Hudson. Uh, he has he's pitched already this spring, seems to be healthy. Pretty excited. What do you think about uh, Hudson's return? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think there's too much to go off already. We've only seen him throw like two innings. Uh, but the fact that his fastball was up in the mid 90s, I think was good. The fa- I mean, he was healthy. He, he looks like he came out of the second inning well. Uh, I, I don't think there, you know, what Max Scherzer was talking about the other day, like the only real point of your first couple of starts in spring training is to make sure that your arm doesn't fall off and you can throw strikes. Yeah. Uh, he did both of those things. And yeah, I think like it's fine to start the Dak HUD hype train for this season. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying out a new nickname unless people are already using that. Um, but no, I, I yeah, I think a, a Cardinals fan should have every right to be, uh, or, or it's very reasonable to be excited about this. He makes a lot of sense. He would be the kind of free agent pitcher that the Cardinals would want to go get. A guy that eats up innings, throws a really uh, nice hard sinker. So yeah, I mean, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it's kind of like they did go out and acquire a big pitcher by... No, uh... I hate that. No, <laughs> no, they didn't. He was here. He was just injured. I I said that just to make you mad. Um, I yeah, I think I guess I'm just going to list off the rest of the pitchers because all of the same caveats kind of apply. Incredibly s- small sample size, but it's it's good to see them pitch. So we saw Michaelis is back pitching. 
Um, you know, feels like there's a lot of weight on him and Dakota Hudson going into the early season. And then our uh, new arrival of uh, Verhagen looked pretty good. And then um, kind of at least out of nowhere to me was Aaron Brooks. Uh, he looked really good. Literally yeah. never heard of the guy. Did not. <laughs> I never read his name. It never came across my face until he pitched and looked great. And I think Cardinals Twitter has a new boyfriend. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was exciting. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Two innings, but still like, it's just, it's, I think we're also all a little starved for baseball. And so even these guys coming out and doing a couple innings and looking not terrible is enough for us all to be like, yes, there, there is hope in the pitching staff. You know, we're going to get through this. Um, another guy I, I want to talk about briefly that I'm excited about to see more of is Jake Woodford. Um, kind of not talked a lot about this off season, but I think could have a big impact on the pitching staff this year. Um, so all in all, it's just nice to see uh, some of these guys back on the team or, or get to pitch for the first time for the team. Yeah, we saw AV Oviedo uh, throw a couple innings as well. I, it's, you know, and I think we're going to talk about some of the pitching injuries here soon, but I think while we all agree, I, or I think most of us agree that the Cardinals could still go get another name or should go get another name like a, one of the guys from Oakland or yeah. in anybody really somebody with major, I was, I was even arguing that they should get Zach Davies, like somebody who can throw major league innings is what this team needs. Um, especially, you know, hopefully the offense stays together and the defense is obviously going to be there. So innings are very important for this team. All that to be said, I think between who we have, Dak, Mats, Mikolaus, Michaelis, whatever, I can't say that guy's name, Verhagen and Brooks. <laughs> if one of those guys can stay healthy and be productive, that's a huge help for the year. Uh, or not one of those guys. We need more than one of those guys. But, you know, it's it's fun to dream on this early in spring. Obviously, we'll see how that all shakes out. Um, and uh, Mo has already said that the fifth spot is going to be a competition. So these guys are all throwing, or sorry, Verhagen, Brooks, and uh, 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 Oviedo and, and Libertor are all throwing innings right now that matter as far as the Cardinal season is concerned. So gives us something to watch and to dream on a little bit, right? I'm feeling positive. Yeah, I think that's the the positive spin on it. We like to be positive here. You know, this is a... Uh... What's more exciting than a, a, a battle for a rotation spot in spring training, right? <laughs> Cardinals fans should be used to this also. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get to, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on this, um, but, you know, why is there a, a, a battle for a rotation spot? Well, <sighs> uh, we learned uh, a lot from a lot of different sources. Um, some news about Jack Flaherty. Uh, essentially he showed up to camp with inflammation. Well, at least here's my understanding of the situation. He showed up to camp with inflammation in his throwing, uh, throwing side shoulder, went and got an MRI. The inflammation revealed a partial tear, what's called a slap tear. The Cardinals announced that the slap tear had caused the inflammation and he was getting an injection and was going to be shut down for a couple weeks. Flaherty then came out and said, no, I've had this tear for years, including in 2019 when he was, you know, Cy Young level. And the, he actually has bursitis and the inflammation came from his, him trying to make 
adjustments to his delivery to deal with the bursitis. Everyone stop talking about the tear. Leave me alone. I'm fine. I'll be fine in a couple weeks. Stop talking to me about this. Uh, confusing situation. Uh, obviously frustrating situation from a Flaherty standpoint, a guy who is extremely online and not, a, not afraid to share his, right. uh, his, his opinions, which I think is great. Um, very confused at how the Cardinals decided to handle this. Uh, but ultimately, all that aside, it just means that we're starting the season without Jack Flaherty. And while he is very confident about his ability to return, it's still a shoulder injury in March, which is just not great when you think about the longevity of a pitcher going into the beginning of a full season. Yeah, and I think like, obviously he is one of the best players. I think we talked about last week, maybe the most important player for the Cardinals being successful. That's, you could argue for some other guys, especially on the position player side too. Um, but he's the ace of the staff. You know, I, I, what we were talking about last week is that it's kind of hard. Like you can only bet on Wayno so many years in a row. And I think we're right. on year 12 or 13 of that. Like, like we were talking about. So yeah, it's scary. It's important. I think that, you know, the Cardinals should kind of be operating as if he is going to give us very little this year. And, and I think it is something to be worried about. Like, I think the panic button, like hit the panic button. That's fine. Get more arms. That's fine. Um, as far as the communication in between Jack and the front office, they definitely, I don't, there, there's something weird there. And again, I don't know if it's that Jack is just really intent on making himself hurt. Like he really wants to tell his side of the story and the Cardinals have this weird conservative approach to everything, including injury. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it is bizarre. I don't like, we, we don't really deal with this very often, especially with the Cardinals or being Cardinals fans. So I'm not going to look into that too much and just kind of think like Jack's frustrated and he wants to set the record straight. Yeah, it is. Yeah, odd, it's, though. It, I, I wish there was I wish they could be a little more. A little more in line, I guess. Yeah, who knows? I, I if they really did know about the tear, why. You why talk about that now in relation to the injury, unless that's what they really thought it was that he had this tear and the inflammation is coming from that, even though he's had it for a long time, it doesn't mean a tear can't get worse. You know, maybe they really did think that's what this was, but then how does he have his own? I don't know. It's all confusing. Um, Very weird. Hopefully he got a, uh, he got a PRP injection and hopefully he will recover and he'll be back. Um, It's been an odd few years for Flaherty with the 2020 season being all over the place. And then 2021 looking great. And then the injury that also not only derailed his year, but was really the beginning of the derailment of the Cardinals season. So, uh, like you said, a lot on on his partially torn shoulder here. So, yeah. Uh, and I also I think like it's fair for Cardinals fans or like just baseball fans to be frustrated with this. It, the Cardinals have had bad luck with young pitchers. We were just talking yeah. about Dakota Hudson. He's a guy that who had a great year and then we haven't seen pitch for a while. Um, we're about to talk about Reyes Flaherty. It, it is very frustrating. We kind of thought that we were having this three headed monster come up to the bigs and like two and a half fish years of each other. And we've seen them throw a combined what, like, yeah. I don't know, 200 plus innings, like just slightly over that for three, three potential starters over this many years. Yeah. It's, I don't like it. 
could have done without it. Could have done that. without that. Yeah. Um. So let's go into Reyes. Frayed labrum. Frayed. Yeah, it's frayed. I'm like, it, like it hurts just hearing any part of your body being frayed. It just makes me like physically uncomfortable. I yeah. can't imagine how it feels for him. Um, and just layer after layer of frustration for him. I mean, what a what a career now of just one injury after another. Um, it, it, it sucks. That's all that there is to say about it. I mean, how many times now have we had this hype cycle of Reyes and then something, right? right. And, so. and I think, you know, talk about a hype cycle. We had three months of, you know, relief ace to watch, see him just buckling yeah. knees all over the National League. And then obviously he kind of tailed off a little bit, but this injury is, it's uh, devastating is probably too dramatic of a word. Um, he might come back this year. He might throw innings this year. Um, uh, but I think anyone trying to predict what that's going to look like, what role he's going to come, like, I have no idea. Um, yeah. Is he going to come back and starter? I know the Cardinals have said about other pitchers that they feel like they can control his work or players workload a little bit better when they're a starter. I don't, is that ever going to happen for Reyes? Um, I don't know. It's. This yeah. this one this one kind of tears me up a little bit more than the Jack Flaherty one just because it just you. haven't really see it. Yeah. What, yeah. what did you say? You said it tears you up, and I said it phrased. Oh, it phrased me. Okay, that was decent. Yeah. Eh. I was kind of fine when you just kept talking, uh, <laughs> but now you've circled, now you've brought it back. So I want to give um, the people you know your great <laughs> great humor. Uh, yeah, it's just disappointing. Um, I think, you know, there's the, there's alternate universe where, where, uh, oh, Frey is, is, um, oh, that's even is, worse. That one <laughs> I should have talked over. Yeah. Is, uh, is competing for that fifth roster spot or that rotation spot. And we're all very, very excited. Yeah. But instead, um, nope. Back on the IL. Yeah. So let's move on. You know, I think. I think we as Cardinal fans have you know, dealt, have talked enough about these injuries. We hope that they recover quickly and recover well um, yeah. for them in their careers and also for just the Cardinals pitching staff. I think we're going to need them. Um, I, I think the only thing I want to add to that before we move on is that, oh, like I want to reemphasize, I really think that it would make a lot of sense for the Cardinals to go find another arm outside the big or outside of the, the club. I, I, I'm excited to dream on these guys from KBO and, and Japanese baseball and everything like that. But I think it makes a lot of sense to go get another arm that is somewhat reliable and somewhat healthy. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drop it after that. Can we get John Lester out of retirement? Bring him up. <laughs> um, He's probably but- still decent. Yeah, what about uh, go get Matt Harvey? That'll help. I'm good on that, actually. <laughs> I'll just you don't want the dark night. No, I'll roll the dice with anybody else in the minors. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious though at this point. Um, barring uh, some sort of trade, I just don't think the Cardinals have any interest in the remaining free agents. There were rumors that they were uh, talking to Oakland about. Uh, Montes or Manea, I think both would be good acquisitions. I assume they balked at the asking price. Uh, I saw some things 
floating around, like Yepes being included in a trade for Manea or Montez, and I, I, I assume they don't want to do that. Um, so I, I don't. I if I were to make a prediction, it would be that the Cardinals do nothing else <laughs> for this uh, spring training, and we just roll into the season with what we have uh, and see what happens. It's the standard Cardinal approach. Yeah, that, that is what they do. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, the current crop of young, healthy players that are going through arbitration. Um, and I think more specifically, Ben, what you wanted to talk about in this section is like, what approach should the Cardinals take to the to the young group that is doing well and that is performing? Um, is there anyone in here that we would love to see an extension for or... Um, some sort of uh, you know collaboration with this player to ensure that they are a cardinal for a long time. Yeah, and you know we were. I, I think I've been on a little bit of a tirade on this subject in, over the past couple of days. Um, and, and you and I were talking about this off pod um, earlier today. Even I understand that the Cardinals have this. They 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 what is it? They file and trial. That's what they call file it. and, and trial. It's just yeah, and they do the same thing to every player. And I understand why a business would aim to do that. Um, they don't want to treat anyone special. They, you know, whether you are a superstar guy or you are a, a guy that's, you know, the 25th man or 26th man on the roster, you get handled the same way. I totally understand that. I think it's very stupid though. And I think that <laughs> the, like the idea that you're going to treat uh, Jordan Hicks, who is a good player, but oft injured and just has less room to negotiate at the table. The same way as Tyler O'Neill, who saved your team last year, who you traded for. You're obviously high on him. Why not make that guy feel special? And I think, re- I mean, well, to kind of, I guess, take a step back from all that. I, I do feel that way. I think file and trial is silly. Um, treat your good players better than you would treat a not a guy that's lucky to be there, but a 25th or a 26th man on the roster. All that to be said, I think that that now is probably the best time you have Tyler O'Neill showed you what he is capable of. He is, I think, 26 years old. He is getting into his prime. Lock the kid up. He said earlier today that he would be more than willing to discuss an extension with the Cardinals. I say you wipe this arbitration conversation off the table and start talking about a a six-year deal or, or more. I don't know what that looks like. But I want Tyler into it. Like, let's give me some Tyler O'Neill into his 30s. Um, this is a guy that could go play center, obviously could play the corner outfield and uh, earn a gold glove. Show up for him. Um, I'll, I'll let you respond to that, and then I'll rant about Harrison Bader. Uh, thank you for letting me respond. Um, <laughs> I, the, was, uh, I was about to just go off for too I long, tell. so I was like, I'll take yeah. a break. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you that I think file and trial is stupid. Apparently, this is pretty common. The Cardinals are not alone in this approach. For sure. it, is, it is across the board. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't dislike it, right? Just because everyone does it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. I appreciate the effort towards like an unbiased approach in these situations and the uncomfortable element that you could get yourself into by actually like showing some degree of favoritism in arbitration. So I get where it comes from. I think the entire arbitration system is flawed just to begin with. Um, Tyler O'Neill today said, you know, I get it. I'm a grown man. I can sit in a room and have people tell me why I'm bad at my job. 
uh, sure. I'll, I can deal with it. And it's like, why do we have a system where like b- baked into our player um, reward system and our, and our player progression system, someone has to go to a courtroom and basically be told why they're bad at their job. That just seems so counterintuitive to how you would run a team or run a business or anything like that. Um, and I do think like most players can put business and the game aside and most will walk out of that just being like, this is just how it goes. It's not personal. Um, but I think you're lying to yourself if that doesn't have some impact on a, on a person uh, and how they feel about themselves and how they feel about the organization to have to have like the team's lawyers argue to a judge essentially why they're not as good as they think they are. Like, how is that actually a helpful thing to save you uh, a few hundred grand, which is like, you know, pennies to these organizations. Um, It's a, it's a very strange process. Uh, And I, I think it's, Sorry, just to emphasize that Tyler and the Cardinals are like $700,000 off, which is a lot to you and me, but not in baseball. Right. Yeah. And he, he got MVP votes last year. Now he's, he's getting a big raise from what he had, what he made last year, but even still, like it's still nothing compared to the value he brought to the Cardinals last year and will very likely continue to bring to the Cardinals just on defense alone. He's so good. He can have. 75% of the season he had last year from an offensive standpoint and still be an incredibly valuable player for the Cardinals. So yeah, it's frustrating. Um, I think him himself, you know, is saying he gets it. It's part of it, whatever. I I just think the whole thing is is flawed. And for a, a team like the Cardinals that do seem to at least preach in a, about themselves in a way that we are different. This is the Cardinal way. We, um, you know, we, we care about player development and care about player, um, you know, happiness or whatever. Uh, this is like such an obvious place where they could represent that and, and showcase that and they don't, and it's frustrating. Uh, so I do agree with you though, lock him up, sign him through, you know, let's, let's see one of those extensions that all, like a lot of other teams and the Cardinals have done, you know, themselves, um, let's extend him, give him what he wants. There's gotta be a good middle ground there where you buy out his arbitration years and give him the raise that he really deserves and get a couple years of that, of that free agency. Um, it seems like a no brainer. And I think you and I are both pretty convinced or pretty certain that his value is as low as it's ever going to be going yeah. forward right now. And I think like, you know, to speak at it from like an economic standpoint, give the guy more money in his arb years so that you can save money in the free agent years, which are going to be, if you do want to lock him up, are going to be vastly more expensive. If Tyler O'Neill's on the free agent market right now, he is making, you know, it's uh, probably around a hundred million dollars. I don't know. I, but I bet a team would like you know, Trevor Story coming off an injured plague gear just made a hundred and I think he's guaranteed 145 with that weird option thing that's going on. But like, the, I don't know, it, it makes all the sense in the world to me. I also, I think it's weird. Like, I can't really remember the Cardinals extending a young guy since Paul DeYoung and that worked out fine. Um, I think we were all a little bit like, really? Paul DeYoung is getting that money? I mean, he's a fine player and everything, but uh, a, a weird guy to extend. And then also just to bring up, I, I, if I had to pick another person on the list and I'll just hit the list really quick. 
uh, Flaherty, O'Neill, Reyes, Bayer, Bader, Jordan Hicks, Gallegos, and Dakota Hudson. Uh, Bader would be the other person that I would kind of tag as an extension candidate um, for a bunch of reasons. But I mean, Gold Glove center fielder, we've kind of found, or I think that we learned, especially from last year, even if he has injury issues and everything like that, he is a, you know, a, his floor uh, is a, like a three war player and possibly the one of it. Well, actually Byron Buxton is a better center fielder than him, but a top three center fielder in the league, lock that guy up. Fans love him. We love to watch him when he's healthy. He is extremely productive. And I think the good thing about him is kind of what I was getting at, at least is like, even if the bat is lagging, he provides tremendous value on the bases, tremendous value in center field. I'd like to see these guys locked up. You, 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 not you, Nate, actually, I'm, I'm getting angry and placing Me. you in Mosaic's bow tie, but, um, you know, Mo made the Don't you he, put that he, stink on me. <laughs> he, Although I, I think made, I could rock a bow tie. No, you couldn't. Uh, he can't. Um, I don't think. I don't think really. Uh, Ken Rosenthal yeah. kind of can. Yeah. But uh, I, I, you know, they obviously they pick their guys. They traded outfielders to make the, the make these three the the three outfielders. You like them? Go pay them. Lock them up. Um, yeah, I find it silly, and I think like. I guess the reason that I'm all hot and bothered about this right now is because the ARB process kind of just brought it up. Oh, rather than saying, Hey Tyler, we love you. Be a Cardinal for this many years. Like you're talking about, we're actually going to go sit at a table. And even though you had an amazing MVP caliber year last year, we're going to tell you why it actually wasn't that good and why you don't deserve 4.8. You actually deserve like 4.2 or whatever the hell the numbers are. Like how it just seems idiotic. It's stupid. Um, it's yeah, lo- I I agree. Let's lock up Bader, lock up O'Neill, and then watch Carlson, Bader, and O'Neill just you know for the next five years or more as as the Cardinal outfield would be so much fun. Obviously, things are going to happen over there, and you know in that time, and you know who knows what it all actually looks like. But like, yeah, there's I I think you're right. Those guys have proven their value, and it's that they are valuable in multiple multiple facets of the game. So even if things wax and wane you assume they should be still uh still contribute even if maybe uh last year was o'neill's best offensive season of his career that would be probably fine still because that was quite the year you know most people would kill for that being your best year in the majors so and also like anything else uh, yeah I'll, i'll move on from this but you're building your team around pitching and defense. Those are two of the best defenders in the league. Like you can't yeah. upgrade from her- well, you. Well, I already said this, but like it is very, very difficult to upgrade in center field or left field over those two players, unless you make some type of insane blockbuster trade. Um, so yeah, I think that makes sense. The only other person that I would say is interesting, but I would also, I fully understand the Cardinals for waiting on this would be Dakota Hudson. Um, again, just totally fits into the mold that they're trying to make right now. There, he is, uh, you know, the prototype for what the Cardinals are looking for at pitcher right now. So that'd be the only other guy. Yeah. The other guys I get, like Gallegos, I love him, but extending a relief pitcher is kind of silly. Um, and he's thirty not, already. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't love that idea. Hicks, obviously, we just haven't seen him in a while, and the other two we already kind of talked about. So yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think Hudson too, but I'm not surprised. They maybe want to see a little bit. Uh, how's he coming back from Tommy John? Um, yeah, I think that's fair, but I wouldn't be surprised if they target him for an extension as well. Um, 
Cool. Well, we still have plenty to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, I want to take a moment to give a huge shout out, a big old kiss to our new patron, <laughs> Br- <laughs> to our new patron, Brandon Polk. Thank you so much for joining the Patreon. Thanks for being a part of the Discord. Kiss? Uh, yeah, <laughs> said it. Um, oh, we're, uh, <laughs> we will not kiss you unless, I guess, you request it. Yeah, if you request it, I mean, come on down. Um, we, we've we talked about, this did not go the way I was expecting it to go. Um, <laughs> we have talked about the uh, Patreon now um, on each episode. Uh, we're just really getting it started. And uh, to those who have joined, we really appreciate it. Um, we're trying to build a little community. Please, you can come and watch games together uh, and talk about the Cardinals um, outside of Twitter and among, um, you know, our community, which uh, is just getting started. And, and thank you, everyone who's been a part of it. I also want to uh, give a shout out to Lorny Bell, Avery Enthusiast STL, Cake D Chillips, Jared Elliott, Big Churro 1190, and Max Ocal, all for their uh, wonderful reviews on uh, iTunes, on the, on the Apple Podcast app. We really, really appreciate it. Um, it you know, if you can't, or don't want to join the Patreon, we totally understand. Um, but if yes. you enjoy the show, um, taking a few minutes to leave us a review really does help. And we are, are we are very grateful to each and every one of you who have taken the time to do that. Um, ben, why don't you tell everyone where they can find us on, on social? Yeah, absolutely. If you're not already following us on Twitter, please uh, give us a follow at TalkAboutBirds. Um, we're, you know, Nate's talking about it. We're trying to build our little community and obviously baseball, uh, specifically Cardinals Twitter is uh, full of a bunch of lunatics that we want to, uh, interact with. So give us a follow on Twitter at talk about birds. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at talking about birds. I know that's confusing talking about birds on Insta talk about birds on Twitter, but thank you for the follow. Uh, outside of that, if you want to email us any questions, if you want to know more about Nate, like, uh, Nate's been getting really into pizza over the pandemic and he's been like importing flour from Italy and stuff like that. You want to talk to Nate about that? If it's not even baseball related, you could just email us at talkaboutbirds at gmail.com. Maybe we'll read it on the uh, episode. Also, if you want to ask baseball questions, that's allowed too. But I wanted to make a point to open it up to personal questions about <laughs> Nate um, specifically. <laughs> so please fire those off. Uh, and again, we thanks for all the, uh, all the interaction there. Um, and then other than that, I wanted to shout out, we are going to be recording a episode of meet me at mutual pod with C 70 Daniel Shopta this week. Uh, that should be out Friday uh, evening. I think later that evening. So look out for us on there. And if you're not already listening to that pod, uh, meet me at mutual, uh, give them a, a follow and a like and a listen and all that good stuff. Yeah. Super excited to go on that show. I, I think um, I'm going to be the third bin in a row on that show, which I feel very good about. <laughs> Um, I, I feel like I need to, um, make a clarification here. You said, oh, I'm also getting follow, <laughs> follow Nate at Nate STL on Twitter. Sorry. I had to stomp on you for your own plug. <laughs> you said I've been getting into pizza over the pandemic. I, I, I have always been into pizza. Um, my love have known for pizza, that would have been you. Yeah. Yeah. Has, has not, is not a new thing. I have, however, been getting into crafting my own pizza. 
Um, Sorry. Yes, yes, I'd love to talk about that more on the podcast. So if you have what pizza do, what you, or baseball related questions, what do you call the pizza flipper thing? Appeal or the the peel? Wait, Nate's got a peel. Yeah, but That's you don't use that to flip pizza. You, <laughs> <laughs> you take yeah, it out you of the that oven. nice. You want a nice top sear on your. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh shit! So, I have not been making pizza. As you may have learned there. Uh, all right thank you everybody um pizza pod yep we should have just started a pizza podcast i obviously know enough to keep that going yeah Uh, at what temperature do you like to flip your pizza (laughs) um all right let's talk a little bit about spring training uh not so much pitcher related um first of all yachty's back guess who's back Back it's again. been so fun just seeing all these pictures yes. Wayno and yachty hugging big yachty smile neck tattoos looking good everything you know yachty's back in town um he's been really uh you know thoughtful and kind of emotional about it in, in yachty's own way you know talking about how this is his last one he's just really trying to embrace it and enjoy it um just it's fun to see him there and uh you know i saw another tweet that like Wayno and his and one of his daughters were running around telling everyone, Yachty's here, Yachty's here. It's just, it's adorable. And, and like, I, I really, uh, I don't, I think we would be lucky to have anything like this, this degree of like blend of like emotion and just like cuteness about a, like, about a, a guy just showing up at, at spring training. Yeah. Um, it, it's been, really like heartwarming and, and really cute. I, I don't know. I have a better word than that. Like everyone is taking a very cute approach to covering it. And that's just so unlike, I think what we normally get in baseball and baseball coverage. Uh, I, I've really been enjoying it. Yeah. I think that this is going to be like, you know, for people, especially that are in our general age range, like we have been watching Yadier Molina play for the Cardinals for maybe a majority of our Cardinals fandom. I think that this is going to be an emotional year. It, I, I felt a little, I don't know if emotional is the right word or not, but I felt those feelings, just seeing him walk in, seeing him hug Wayno. He is, you yeah. know, I, I, I think anyone who's a baseball fan like we are, we feel really connected to this team. We feel really connected to the players that have been around that long. Um, it makes me think of when, and this wasn't even nearly as long, obviously, but when Holiday was kind of having his final moments as a Cardinal yeah. and hitting some of those really extra, those those special hits that he had towards the end. He had that injury that kind of robbed him of, of really what should have been the end of his Cardinal career, but was able to come back as a pinch hitter. And feeling the emotions that kind of came over there, you feel like you know these people, whether you do or you don't. And uh, I think that, Watching Yachty come in and, and everything happen and knowing that it's him and Wayno's last year. Well, maybe not Wayno's last year, but definitely Yachty's last year. Um, yeah, I, I think it's hit me in the feels and I'm sure we're going to have a lot yeah. of moments like that. I'm, I hope that especially like the central division teams send him off in a good way. If you remember, like when Jeter was doing his retirement thing there, you know, or uh, no, yeah, I think it was they, Mariano Rivera. Rivera. They made him like yeah. bat a bat rocking chair and stuff like that. I hope we get yeah. a lot of those moments this year, but it was really, really great to see our boy Yachty. 
I was thinking the same thing. Uh, first of all, I don't think this will be Wayno's last year, barring major injury or just complete inefficiency. I think Wayno's going to pitch till he's like 45 if, at this point. If he um, throws up a 3-5, he's coming back next he's year. He's going to come back. Yeah. 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 He's a new pitcher, and we've really only seen like one year of this of this new Wayno. So I think uh, I think he may be back for years. But um, uh, yeah, I really hope that we see some of those uh, theatrics and ceremonies that uh, other teams did for, for Rivera. It's not super common, but also like, you know, there's not a lot of guys like Yachty uh, going around. I, you know, I think you'll, we might see stuff like that for like when Cabrera uh, retires, um, you know, depending on what Pujols actually does as far as retirement goes, you know, I could see teams doing it like that for him, but his whole career has been kind of strange with like the split between the two leagues and, and, you know, anyway, um, so I, I'm really hopeful. Like, I'd love to see someone give, you know, Yachty like a chair made out of, I don't know, second base bags or something like that. You know, uh, I, think, something... I think like a hammock, like a hammock out of catcher's gloves would be good. Somebody uh, get on that. I think the very uncomfortable, should... but that'd be tight. <laughs> It'd be good. <laughs> or like, uh, oh, I don't know. How how do you like depict him throwing out runners and something like that? that like, yeah, that's second base bags know. like um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah thrown. Okay, we'll keep. Uh, if you have any ideas for what uh, yeah. team should tweet make, us uh, at tweet at him. Um, there is a new addition to the team uh, that we haven't talked about yet. Cardinals this, signed Co- Corey Dixer- Dickerson. <laughs> this happened basically as soon as we put the episode out. Uh, yeah, which is it, annoying. But yeah, what do you think about Corey Dickerson? You know, I I don't think I would have ever said that this was what I wanted the Cardinals to do <laughs> when looking at the off season. Um, I I kind of I think you and I spent um, like twenty minutes talking about how we're very excited about a Yepes Gorman uh, platoon or just timeshare at designated hitter. Um, but that said, uh, I'm all for this signing. You know, give some more depth. He he's had some pop in his career. Um, the contract, you know, besides, I don't really think there's any such thing as a bad one year deal, let alone when it's this low, um, you know, worst case scenario, he doesn't stick and, you know, he gets cut. Um, but best case you've added a really good depth piece that I think adds, um, you know, will help add some, uh, depth to the lineup. And, um, what was it? Eight fifteen career OPS against, uh, against lefties. So it was like eight, eight forty five is a little higher even. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So like I, I just, this is a low risk and I'd say like medium to high reward signing. And I, I like it. You know, I, I think it's going to take some at bats from some of the younger guys, but you know, that's okay. They'll play their way through if they're, if, you know, when they're ready. So um, I'm into it. How about yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I think the DH makes this deal make sense. I think, uh, yeah. you know, I, I've been kind of crying for the Cardinals to get a lefty bat for a minute here. Um, this is definitely kind of like the diet sprite version of that <laughs> lefty bat that I wanted. Um, I, th- I think I was screaming for Schwarber, who ended up signing for more than I expected. Um, yeah. So if we're not going to get Schwarber um, or, or some other names out there or trade for some people that make sense, I, I think that this does make sense. Um, obviously, you know, Dylan Carlson is half of a lefty bat. Uh, you know, I, I think it, it's fun to get excited about Newt, um, but by no means should he be the the lefty thumper on the team. So yeah. from that point of view, I think it makes a lot of sense. 
he can play either corner outfield spot, uh, which is fine. You know, I'm not sure how much help we need there. Uh, but like I said, he can also DH a lot. And I think that there are going to be times where that makes a lot of sense. And the Cardinals, they, they need a lefty. Um, you know, he's the kind of guy that you don't expect a lot of patience from, uh, but you do expect him to sit in there with righties, uh, right-handed pitchers, sorry, and, and give a tough at bat, slap the ball with a little bit of power. Um, I know there's been some talk about him kind of getting away from his approach before signing with the Cardinals and kind of refocusing on that. Um, and, and, you know, his old approach is swing heavy, uh, you know, mash righties a little bit. So hopefully we see that. All that to be said, totally agree with what you said. I think it's like a $4 million deal. Uh, if Newt comes out and just blows everybody up and, and is is smacking balls all over the field, then, you know, you put this guy on the bench or put him in the minors or drop him and it, you don't even notice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's a it's a good move, albeit extremely underwhelming. <laughs> Classic Cardinals. Uh, yeah, Classic I mean, the, the, the bench was pretty trash last year. And, uh, you know, some of that were we have addition by subtraction where, you know, we don't have Matt Carpenter, uh, you know, coming out every time as our first bat off the bench. But even that aside, like the bench was pretty bad. And this is generally how you end up with a, a better bench than you're expecting is signing guys like this. And then, um, you know, maybe they have a breakout. You're like like Brad Miller a couple of years ago for the Cardinals, right? underwhelming signing and he came in and he was a huge part, a huge piece of that Cardinal lineup uh, for that year. He was um, with the Cardinals, Brad Miller and Corey Dickerson, those type of signings raise the floor of the team, which is good. Yeah. Agree. Totally. So yeah. My, my, my analysis of the Corey Dicker signing, Corey Dickerson signing. Good. <laughs> Not bad. So that's just a little bit of the news and sort of fun stuff that's coming out of spring training. I'll just say I've just loved having baseball on again. You know, a lot of these games are broadcast and and just having it on again has been so much fun. Um, Super glad to have baseball back. Let me me be the first to say I'm glad (laughs) baseball's back. We'll take when are they just going to put every spring training game on the app? Yeah, I don't know. It seems that every year has been like a little bit more. So I think we're getting there. Um, yeah, I was listening to the game a little bit before we started recording today and uh, I don't think Ricky Horton is very good. I'm kind of annoyed that we got, he is just going to be the guy now. Um, I find him kind of boring and like not very funny and he's also just like not Mike Shannon. So whatever. He has a lot of, um, like John Madden in him where he just says like really obvious statements that like I think he thinks are very um you know astute observations but he's just kind of explaining how baseball work um but I don't know I mean he he is a I I do appreciate the the sort of joy that he brings to his broadcasting style he's very he's always happy and he's always excited to be there uh, which was kind of the opposite of where Mike Shannon was by the end of his <laughs> uh, career. I, I love Mike Shannon, and he's like the voice. He will forever be the the voice of the Cardinals for me. But um, you know, the last few years had been kind of difficult to listen to sure. him at times. So um, you know, it's 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 gonna be a while before I think we're like you know back to some degree of comfort with the with the radio broadcast. Um, but anyway, let's talk about uh, there's some broader news uh, around the league. Um, last week we talked about how there is still some major guys on the, uh, on the free agent block. 
a lot of them have signed in the last week. Uh, I think the the two biggest, the two big shortstops um, are, are off the board. One of them was kind of linked to the Cardinals, but as we predicted in the last week's episode, that was never going to happen. Um, but uh, Trevor Story has signed with the Boston Red Sox, which uh, I guess I'm glad he's out of the NL. I think it's a great spot for him. Re- apparently, he had similar offers from the Rockies themselves. They they made him a very competitive offer if they were willing to match or even beat what the Red Sox uh, offered. But he made uh, the, I think, pretty obvious choice to everyone that he wanted to play on a team that was more likely to win. And so he chose the Red Sox. Yeah, I think. How does that uh, make you as a Rockies fan feel then? I'm wearing my Rockies spring training hat right now while we're recording this. <laughs> um, it, yeah, you know, it's. I, I, if anyone pays attention to the Rockies, they know that they just. That they're unpredictably bad. Um, their badness kind of reveals itself in new and exciting ways almost every year. Um, but they're bad and they don't know how to put the team together. And I think what it like the core issue with the Rockies and why they are bad is because they cannot self evaluate to save their lives. They think, or at least their messaging to the public is that they are competitive in the NL West. Anybody looking at those teams knows that that is not true, especially with how top heavy they are. I mean, the, the Padres fell off hard last year. Um, you know, so uh, so I think that kind of like made this, uh, or I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think the standings of le- last year in the NL West are very reflective of the true talent of the teams in the NL West. I think the Rockies had some really good luck um, on the road last year, which was kind of weird. They had a good second half of what I think is a lot luck um, from their. Uh, uh, it was just like situational hitting going in the right time, but they. They just can't evaluate themselves correctly. And I think I have to imagine that Nolan Arenado was, you know, talking to Trevor Story to some degree, talking about winning. Um, yeah. The Rockies just aren't going to do that. They can sign Chris Bryant. Um, they can do whatever they want. That's not going to change that team's outlook. They need to look in the mirror um, and make a big change. So I, and, you know, I think going from an owner of uh, from Monfort to John Henry, like, that alone makes sense to me if I'm Trevor's story. John Henry has shown many, many, many times that he will go out and get the guy, make the trade, do whatever is necessary to get to the World Series. Um, so it makes yeah, I mean, all the sense the in the Red world Sox. to me. Yeah. Yeah. They've it makes all the sense for 20 years now. I wish yeah. that it wasn't that team because I like Trevor story a lot and I don't like the Red yeah. Sox. So, you know, just my own yeah. self biases. But yeah, seeing him going into Yankee Stadium, I mean, he's going to. You know, the AL East has some ballparks that Trevor Story is going to make look very small. So that is exciting. Yeah. It, from a hitter's um, perspective, uh, I think it, one of the better places he could land um, to help ease the concerns about uh, the cores effect or whatever. Um, yeah. The, I th- a lot of I the think AL East teams. The only other thing that I think is pretty interesting about that signing is that Xander Bogarts has an opt-out next year. I almost guarantee he takes it. He'll be the youngest shortstop on the free agent market. Um, So I I think that's kind of curious. Like that adds, you know, potentially we'll talk about Correa here in a second, um, but that kind of changes the free. It could change the free agent outlook next year. And you, you know, if you're a 
a Bo Sox fan, you have to say, well, yeah, why don't we just have Trevor slide back over to shortstop? And if we don't want to reassign yeah. Bogars, we can go spend money somewhere else, get pitching or, or do whatever else they want to do. So th- I think that's also an interesting thing to consider. We'll see how Bogarts does, but I'd bet five bucks that he'll opt out right now um, at the end of the season. Yeah, I think so too. And, and arguably story is a better shortstop uh, defensively, defensively than, than for Bogarts, sure. But for sure, but they yeah. have that, um, they have that, you know, he's been there starting shortstop for two championships. Like I get it. Like it may not be the best, uh, decision on paper, but, um, you know, there, there is a human element that I think is fine for them to have Trevor story play second base and and Xander play his last year, probably at shortstop. Um, but it does give them some interesting flexibility, but I should all, I should say, uh, I hate the Red Sox and I'm sad that (laughs) Trevor story is a member of them now too. Um, I feel like the Red Sox, uh, you know, to, to Cardinal fans, they are like the word, you know, they are the arch nemesis of the last decade and to Red Sox fans are probably like, who are you, you know, <laughs> to us, but, uh, yeah, it's, which feels even um, worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's what until 2016, the way Cardinal fans liked to feel towards Cubs fans is what I think, uh, Red Sox fans probably feel towards Cardinal fans. So brushing a fly off your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about Correa. Um, definitely the, what in the, the world? <laughs> yeah, the, the craziest what? signing, even if it's actually the lowest dollar amount, uh, yes. total shocker. I was certain he was going to be an Astro again. Um, certainly seemed like everybody did. Uh, and instead he signs essentially three one year deals with the Minnesota twins, uh, with an AAV of $35.1 million. Per year, um, making him the highest paid position player by 0.1 million dollars, which is why that is the dollar amount of the deal. Um, so I guess I'll say good for the Twins, uh, mid market team. You know they they've never they they have they've paid their players in the past and they've shown a willingness to spend. Though you know not like the big market teams, but I do love it when these mid market teams go out and and essentially get the guy that everyone thought would be the most expensive and. On an AAV level, he is the most expensive, but the the terms of the deal, three-year deal, opt out after each year, uh, really interesting and really strange. And, and something that I've also, I, I kind of feel like might end up being kind of a formula for guys like this going forward. Uh, You'll always have your Harpers who like clearly he said out front, I want years. I want comfort. I want to sign one contract for the rest of my life. I want to be done with free agency. Um, but I, I think that's the less the norm. And you're going to see more stuff like this where teams are willing to take that high dollar gamble on a really short term. And then the player gets the freedom also to say like, if Correa goes and wins an MVP this year, uh, you know, maybe does opt out of his $35.1 million deal and compete for a $400 million deal or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. I think it's, I I'm shocked. Honestly, I, I get it to some degree, sort of, I am shocked that there wasn't more money out there for him. Like when I look at the Corey Seager deal, Corey Seager got 32 or, or sorry, 325 million over 10 years. Um, and yes, Correa is going to be making more than Corey Seager 
but it's a three-year deal. Corey Seager got 10 years and the difference yeah. of, of the yearly salary is only a few million dollars. That's what I'm shocked about is that I thought if he was going to sh- sign a short-term deal, we would have been like $40 million. Um, yeah. So I think that that tells us that teams are more worried about his back and his health. Right. Um, then maybe we would all think, I, I definitely thought that that was a concern, but I just, I thought if really, I just thought if you're going to do it this short, it would have been a higher AAV, even though, like you said, it is record setting. It's massive. Um, and I think the best part of this is that the Yankees traded <laughs> with the twins. So the twins could clear ca- uh, salary space so that they could then go sign the shortstop that the Yankees or at least Yankees fans believe that they need. Um, yeah. Just to, you know, if you remember the Donaldson and Isaiah Kiner Falefa and, and Ben Rodvert uh, and 50 million bucks or whatever. Um, but like never, if you would have asked me three months ago or whatever, that the like, what is the twins uh, left side of their infield going to look like? I never would have said Urshela and Correa. Um, and I just <laughs> yeah. find that to be hilarious. LOL Yankees. And their um, catcher is Gary Sanchez. And they're catching. The well, is he yeah. going to be catching though? Uh, I don't know. I I'm think. I mean, that. he. I mean, he just got like ten million in arbitration or something like that. Yeah. So he's going to start, and maybe he'll just DH, but he'll be, you know, he'll be in that lineup every every day. I'll say this though, like bad job, Cashman. Um, looking through it in that lens, like the Yankees are probably better than they were last year, but LOL, bad luck. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. Um, did you see that almost a like almost a billion dollars this offseason were committed to uh, just shortstops? Wow. And uh, the Yankees were not one of them. Yeah. Who yeah, arguably I, have a, a whole I mean, kind of Falafa should be good for them, but still. Uh, yeah. Very strange. Yeah, I, and just to reiterate, I cannot believe it was the twins. I cannot believe that was the deal. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if I, you know, if I could go put money on Vegas, I would say that he's there for one year. And it, it happened at like two in the morning or something too. I don't yeah. know. We all just kind of woke up to it being announced, um, which is kind of fun just from a, you know, news breaking side. Uh, yeah. Bonkers. Um, I think the other two big ones, uh, less surprising or like nothing will really probably ever be as surprising as the Correa to twins deal, but um, uh, still pretty surprising. The, the Phillies signed Nick Castellanos and uh, Kyle Schwarber to uh, very lucrative deals for those two players. Yeah. Uh, chicks dig the long ball. Defense is stupid. Mash, mash, mash. The Phillies are going to be really fun to watch this year in like a good, <laughs> bad way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you said this, but they're like the opposite of the Cardinals. Yeah. They, the defense doesn't matter. Yeah. Three run homers. I, I, I will say like in between Schwarber, Castellanos and Hoskins and Bohm, like there should be an award for like the anti gold glove. Cause they are just going to be there. They're as the Cardinals <laughs> set the team record for gold gloves. Call them Brown. No Brown gloves is just what they are. They're leather. That's what uh, they normally have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, okay. Tweet at us. What would the opposite of the, of the gold glove be called? I don't know. Like, a. I kind of like brown gloves. Paper mache. Um, I don't, yeah. Yeah. No, there's, some, there's something better in there. 
uh, yeah, I, you know, the, the Phillies were like, oh, the, NA, the NL has a DH now? Let's get four of them. That'll work. That's all we need. Oh, shit, we can only start one at a time? Uh, well, we'll try to win games nine to seven. Yeah. Dombrowski is, you know, he's draining the resources and he'll leave in a couple of years and maybe they'll make a deep playoff run. That's kind of what he does, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if it plays out. I mean, I'm not looking forward to uh, uh, playing against them. You know, that is a killer lineup. Uh, it is. But uh, it is, it's a, it's an approach. I don't feel like, I feel like there's a reason why they, everyone always says pitching and defense win championships. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hope that the prove, Phillies prove that wrong, though, just because they're going to be a blast to watch. I mean, Harper's yeah. Harper's Harper and, and those other guys, you know, yeah. it should be fun. I think he's Some excited great personalities. about it. I, I'm a very big Bryce Harper fan, and yeah. I do like seeing the, uh, the Phillies, you know, continue to stack that lineup around him. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, um, I think that's going to conclude all of our our business for today. Um, but you know, we can't in this episode without, um, something a little stupid. So, um, I've been talking about a, uh, a new game for a while, um, and really, um, you know, excited to, uh, try this one out with you and, uh, oh, do you hear that? I do. <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. Uh, oh God. The production value. Ben. <laughs> ben, look out behind you. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. This is... That's right. Oh, I'm scared. You, yeah, Are you we should paying be for because... these sound effects? Are these free? I don't know. I downloaded it. Um, we are here <laughs> now for me to present a new game to you. This is called... Card Shark. Card. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you to uh, to Molly for help with the name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I've got with me a pack of Tops 2022. Oh. Um, the the 2022 series Major League Baseball playing cards. Or okay. trading cards, not playing cards. Uh, and unopened. Is a Look at crisp that. It's crisp. Pack yeah. Oh, we both said crisp. I went, yep. I, uh, it's hard to get playing. Uh, I keep saying playing. It's hard to get cards right now. I went to three different places to try to find a pack of baseball cards. And everyone was sold out or, or didn't carry them. Yeah. And I ultimately had to order them on online. Uh, I know that like the pandemic has created this insane commodity market, but I really didn't anticipate how difficult it was going to be just to get a couple packs of, <laughs> of, uh, of baseball cards. So I don't know how often we're going to do this game, but I had the idea and I wanted to try it. Um, so here's how this is going to work, Ben. Um, I'm going to open up this pack and okay. I'm going to name the player. And you have to tell me what team they're on and what position they play. And you're going to get a point for each. Easy. Easy. This, might, this I, I'm willing to adjust this game if we keep going. 
to make it harder, but I've, you know, this could be really easy. This yeah. could be really stupid. Well, it's going to be stupid no matter what, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to assume there's going to be some, some that'll stump you here. If you just ace all, all of them, then, you know, maybe we, we tweak yeah. this a little bit and, okay. and make it more challenging for you. But before we get started, could you tell me, could you read the, like how the pack is defining itself before we, we get in here? Um, yeah, it's the Tops Baseball 2022 Series 1, Major League Baseball, 14 cards. Um, ooh, packs with a special insert may contain 7 to 12 cards. So maybe we'll get a, a special insert okay. here. But um, no, I think this is just like the standard run of, you know, of, of baseball cards right now. So. All right, let's see. Bring it. Um, Ooh, there's some All good right. package opening on the mic right yeah. there. People love that. Some people, yeah, some people will like that. All right. First player, Chris Flexen. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> going to be harder than you thought. Damn it. Uh, Chris Flexen, uh, pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. You are close, but you will, you will, you get one point. Um, he is a pitcher. He yeah. is a starter for the Seattle Mariners. Damn it. Like I should have wow. known that. That was yeah. That was all right. That's what I get for talking shit. Yep. All right. <laughs> Alex Bregman, <laughs> third base, Houston Astros. Very good. Yeah. Right, this one, this one's gonna be really hard for you. Okay. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Let's go, Vladdy. Is he first base, DH, third base, Toronto Blue Jays? I don't know what his position actually is. Yeah, they have him as uh, first base DH for uh, the Blue Jays. Did you see <laughs> Vladdy lost like 20 pounds in a month over? The... Yeah. Do, why he felt any need to change anything is yeah. uh, remarkable. He, what do you say? He said um, last year was the trailer. This year is the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, what a, what a baller so statement. Stacked this year. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, Vladdy. Back in the day, we used to do a, a talking about bird segment where we would just talk about the different bird teams. <laughs> um, so once once this comes, uh, once the season starts and we have more uh, more to talk about, maybe we will uh, we'll bring back the talking about birds, talking about birds. Um, <laughs> Garrett Hampson. Uh, he's one of my own Colorado Rockies center field second base. You got it. I like that you're getting both the positions because they do have. Two of them listed on here. So uh, you got I've watched him be mediocre for years at this point. <laughs> Jan Gomes. Oh, shit. Uh, well, he's moved around so much. Last year, he was a national. I believe he is a cubby this year, and he's definitely a catcher. Yeah, it's interesting. So um, this is the 2022 series, but I don't know when it was printed. So this has him as an Oakland athletic as a catcher. Oh, so, he, was um, an Oak- he was an athletic last year. So I, but he's a cub yeah. this year. Damn it. He, he is. You're right. So I guess, um, you know, maybe we should, uh, I don't know. Emails. We should worth- write a strongly worded letter to somebody. How did tops not know? <laughs> My uh, life is on the line. <laughs> Here we go. Um, oh, Corey Seager. Texas Rangers starting shortstop, formerly of the right. Dodgers. They, they have him as a Dodger here. man. Yep. 
Um, Ian Happ. Center fielder. Chicago Cubs. Nice. Had a had a strong second half last year. I think the uh, Cardinals should be a little afraid of him this year. Um, yeah, I, I um, you know, I do dynasty baseball stuff. So uh, I've had Ian Happ in a league for a while. And I'm, I'm generally a believer of no of one him. cares about your fantasy team, Nate. That's fair. I almost didn't say it. Uh, <laughs> Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson. Oh, uh, Brian Anderson. Oh, wait. Third baseman. Uh, it's Marlins, right? Third baseman for the Marlins. But he also kind of plays first base and kind of plays outfield. Yep. Third base for the Marlins. Okay. That Very one good. It's too generic of a name. That one's. I know. That's. A, I need to get a pack and just say like, don't give me any stars. Um, there's a bunch of strange cards in here. Okay. Um, Raphael Devers. Third baseman, Boston Red Sox. Nice. I like him. I do too. Uh, <laughs> okay, so there's some interesting. I've got some cards with three players on them. Okay, and okay, they've linked them together. They've linked them together um, with a defining sort of stat. Okay. So, I, well, I'll just read it. Robbie Ray. Lance McCullers and Garrett Cole. Robbie Ray. Oh, uh, well, those are all three very high strikeout pitchers. Do you want me to say where they're playing or is that just like I'm saying I'm guessing their K per nine is like over 11 or something like that. It would so be my guess. They were the they were the three. They led the AL, the three of them in a stat. What stat was it? Strikeouts. Nope. ERA. Oh, uh, I guess Whatever. Robbie Ray at a 2.84 Lance McCullers at a 3.16 and Garrett Cole at a 3.23. I guess I did not know that Lance McCullers had that kind of a year last year. Yeah. Um, I got another one of those. Uh, what stat did Vladimir Guerrero, Salvador Perez and Shohei Otani lead their leagues in big fat dongs home runs. <laughs> oh, weird. on the card. It says, <laughs> yeah, led the league in big fat dongs. I knew it. I, I wrote that card. I'm impressed because I love them. Vlad had 48. Salvador Perez had 48, and Otani had 46. My guy, we're almost at the end here. Um, Have you been keeping track of my points? No. <laughs> <laughs> You got one point wrong, though, basically. So I um, and also I wasn't expecting these triple things either. So the whole game is stupid. But um, that shark joke was funny, though. Uh, (laughs) All right. Here's one. This is just a player. Keegan Aiken. Keegan Aiken. Um, Well, I'll admit I don't know who that is. Um, Let me think, though. Keegan Aiken. I'm going to guess, oh man, I, this is just a total shot in the dark. I'm going to guess that he is a, let's go with the Giants again. I think he's a San Francisco Giant and I think he's a utility infielder. 
<laughs> he yeah, is yeah. a pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. Ah, that's why I've never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, I also would not have gotten that one. I've got one last card here and for he's you. He's a major league player. Yes. I'm be refing him right now. Keegan Aiken. It's a good name. Um, one last card here for you. Man. Okay. Uh, this is another one of those. The three of these guys led the league in a stat. You need to tell me what stat it is. Um, uh, Justin Turner, Juan Soto, and Bryce Harper. Justin Turner, Juan Soto, and Bryce Harper. Two of those things is not like the other. Um, younger lefty monsters, and then Justin Turner. My guess... Turner's got a pretty good eye and those other two guys have an elite eye. I'm going to guess, Oh, it's on base percentage show BP. No, it is batting average. Really? So Trey, Oh my God. Hold on. I screwed up. (laughs) I said, Justin Turner. I meant Trey Turner. It's a small thing. And he has a Dodgers hat on it. I just thought of, uh, so I'll give you a pass on that one. Um, Trey I mean, Turner you still led the would. league and I'm shocked by that. I, I wouldn't have gotten that either. I didn't know that he had that yeah. or that high of an average last year. Okay. Yeah. Trey Turner hit three twenty eight. Juan Soto hit three thirteen, and Bryce Harper hit three Oh nine. Well, there you go. I did not know yeah. that. This might've been more fun if I had said, tell me the top three leaders in batting average last year or something like that. And yeah, then you... maybe uh, you could make the game better next time. <laughs> the shark joke was funny though. Um... <laughs> it was good. It was good. I also won most of it. So I liked that part of it. Yeah. I didn't well, win all of it. Yeah. You didn't get Keegan Aiken. You didn't get any part of Keegan Aiken. No, I'm okay. And... with And you got that Chris Flexion. Flexion. Chris Flexen is a pitcher. You did not know who he played for. All of the rest of them were pretty easy, though. Uh, yeah, so, they were. Uh, yeah, so Chris I got Flexen another pack of cards. What's that? He was a Met. I was. I thought Chris Flexen was maybe a giant before, but no, he was a Met before. So I don't know what I'm talking no. about. Yeah. Um. So congratulations, Ben. You've Thank won you. this round of Card Shark. I'm very smart. And (laughs) uh, if you have an idea for a stupid game for us to play or questions or comments on the show at all, tweet us at talkaboutbirds or email us talk talkaboutbirds at gmail.com. And that will be it for this week's episode. Everybody, thank you all. Uh, Go Cardinals. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.